And as we roll that theme tune, it's time for another episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle, and interior design. And it's great to be with you for this episode, which is hosted by interior stylist and award-winning podcaster, Lauren Keenan. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Scotty. It's great to be back with another episode of the show, which is sponsored by Goodwin Financial Services, our trusted financial advisors who can help you achieve your financial goals too. It's a really good show today. We've got tips on how you can spice up your meal planning at home on weeknights and we introduce you to someone that has what could be described as one of those dream jobs think well for me beer taster (laughs) perhaps wine sommelier or maybe a travel writer but this is a dream job for someone in design that's right i spoke with wendy rennie who's the color and concept manager for hames paint hames is an australian owned and family run business for more than 80 years now fantastic 80 years and geez i I love a good aussie business yeah it's a good success story that one So Wendy is one of Australia's best colour experts. What she doesn't know about colour and paint is simply not worth knowing. We had a great chat about colour trends and how trends are forecasted. There's a real art to that. And we also spoke about how colour can affect how we feel about a space. So enjoy this chat with Wendy Rennie and get to know a little bit more about the power of colour in your home. Thanks, Lauren. Well, I probably started, you know, the usual in art class at school um, and a love of that. Then working in various paint stores, I actually started off in sign writing wall things where I was able to mix my own colours and um, sign write. And then that led me to university where I did art school. And while studying there, I was working in paint stores to support my habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's then an I. Expensive habit. Yes, it? <laughs> it is. And so it was generally a love of colour and particularly paint and painting that sort of brought me to Australia. And there I also worked as a colour stylist and um, again in a paint store. Came across this job probably now 11. 12 years ago and when I read sort of the description it was kind of like I'm sure it's my job it's made for me it had absolutely everything that I had done so not only are you a colour expert you know lots about paint I'm, I'm correct guessing, and yeah the technical side of yeah paint absolutely well, there's a lot yeah. more to it than people probably appreciate yeah so you know just how different tints and things can change a colour so dramatically and um, but learning how to use colour from in a painting to a wider scale in a, in a um, interior space or exterior there's a lot of learning to be done just in that aspect of it as well so as I said it's been a long series of uh, events but um, I've landed somewhere which has been fantastic and you know I love it. And so your official job title is colour and concept manager which sounds like an amazing job I'm sure every day is a little bit different but can you give us a rundown on um, what a typical day might be like for you? Often it's meetings or strategies about how we're going to sort of talk and educate our different segments in the market around colour and how they can be not only inspired but also use it practically. So a typical day, there isn't really one. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> For example, today, you know, we've had a couple of meetings and we're talking about a colour stylist and how she's going to work up here for us. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've also been working with International School of Colour and Design, so we had another meeting with them. So I should say that you're based in Melbourne, aren't you? We are. Uh, yeah, so but those sorts of things happen every day, whether it's here or in Melbourne. Yeah. So we're sort of networking with different industries, working with stylists, um, working on photo shoots. So do you um, work just as much with um, the professionals, decorators and stylists as you do trying to promote your 
promote your product to the general public? Yes, very much so. And a lot of my level is, is definitely with the specifier market and the trade market. And then obviously a lot of the other work is about developing colour tools that can assist our retail market and DIY market mm-hmm. to sort of get them the best um, outcome yep. for the project that they're working on. Do you feel like interior designers are a little bit more adventurous? I do and I think all of us as professionals can sometimes get a little overwhelming with the information that comes through so it's great not only for us to offer a point of view but also to um, learn from who we're dealing with on a daily basis as Mm -hmm. well and looking to other industries so we can inspire each other to be adventurous as well. It's a nice way to look at it because um, you meet so many different people working in design and everyone has their little niche that they're really excellent at. Yeah so to have like a resource like yourself and the other stylists at Hames for designers to be able to come to and and chat with and and talk through projects must be you know really great it is and as I say we learn different aspects that we're not so much focused on but colour definitely is an area where we can we sort of just know the real subtleties in our range because we work with it every day day. yeah and develop it as well do you have a favourite colour palette that you like to use in your own home in my own home, yeah, I'm drawn to um, warm, earthy tones, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really very much a go-to. But I do absolutely love the colour green, which you? you would think it would be yellow today <laughs> with what I'm wearing. What sort of but, green do you like? um, There is one in particular that I'm in love with at the moment. See, so olive flipping, drab. Flipping yes, I'm trying to. Um, yeah, so it's olive drab. Yeah, which is that olive one there? Drab. Yeah, so it's a really beautiful. Um, as I said, it's an olive, earthy green, but it's really dark and intense. Yeah. And when you pair it with beautiful sort of nude tones, I just absolutely adore it green is everything for you yeah has, have you always been drawn to those kind of earthy colors? I always have yeah, yeah. absolutely because they're quite um, on trend at the moment they are but they which, haven't always been no always been that way. no they haven't and um particularly this palette called in balance which has got a green and a pink tone in it we were doing talks two months ago mm-hmm. and I was talking about it being my favorite palette and everyone's like well you're actually wearing exactly what you've just talked about and the it advertisement is for your yeah brand. but it is it's just something that I suppose it's innate you have a sort of a color bias and that that's definitely mine so what would you say inspires your personal style um, whether it's for your home or, or just colors that you're drawn to what what inspires you to like I would have to sort of go back to the landscape for sure um, as I said I, you know I studied fine arts and my inspiration for, for yeah. painting there was always the landscape um, so it would always be the landscape that I'm within and finding the beautiful variances in the details. Because I was doing a little bit of Insta stalking preparing for this interview today and saw that you do get to travel a fair bit for your job. There was some trips to Japan and Milan oh, yes, Design yeah, Week yeah, as yes, well. Absolutely. Um, how do visiting places like that inspire you and how do you then bring that back what you see and what you found that you love and apply that to Australia so Milan um, for many people who have been probably know there's complete overwhelm what we have to do is basically I literally go around with our colour swatches and chuck them on furniture and bits and pieces just to make sure that we've one got that in our palette and how we're going to bring that back and talk about it and then if there's gaps that we're seeing coming through that may not be in our range then that's when we get to develop it so I guess um, in terms of translating it and the inspiration, we, we look at what's happening, but then we have to look at it, how it's going to translate over here. And often, mm-hmm. particularly Milan, isn't necessarily in line with Australian living a yeah. lot of the time. The lighting's different, the living is different. And then Japan, the other thing, I truly was inspired over there. There was a particular yellow that I've seen a number of years in Milan that I just couldn't deal with. It just wasn't quite right. What sort um, of yellow was it? One like I'm wearing right now, actually, it's just sort of a cheddar kind of tone. Yep. And then once I went to Japan, it fell into place and I was able to come back and translate that for Australians mm-hmm. and sort of make it 
more natural, more organic yeah. place it with the sort of timbers and things yeah. that we sort of all have innately sort of ingrained into us. And that kind of us. slightly mustardy yellow is exactly. really popular now. Yeah, and it wasn't 100%. even 12 months ago. Yeah. People weren't, yeah. it wasn't in the shops. No. You know, no homewares yeah. around that colour. And I think it's are. just about colour is fun, but it, you do have to be a little responsible about it. And I know with that particular yellow, I did come back and shoot it straight away after probably I think it was two years ago after being in Milan mm-hmm. and I got it completely wrong I was very geometric and um, yep. I had the brown because I knew I kept saying yellow and brown's a thing um, but I was just I hadn't interpreted it correctly and I was able to sort of after being in Japan go oh that's how you do it it's so just you organic the, the and aesthetic how, yeah how it's it, the oh, treatment it's of it yeah, yeah. 100% so um, for me and that's in our latest palettes that we've got and we've called it free flow and it's sort of teamed with a really beautiful bone um, colour mm-hmm. and yeah beautiful full natural timbers and all of a sudden it's sort of Bang, settled it yeah, it, yeah it works yeah. yeah so let's talk a little bit more about trends then um what do you see as the main trends in paint colours at the moment? I do feel that we were sort of really looking even more deeply to um, the natural environment and I think that's been sort of driven by the need to kind of of have that connection that we're sort of losing at the moment with the busyness that we all seem to be trapped in Um, so if you can bring that and those really essential sort of elements of um, the environment back into homes, I think it makes them a little bit more grounded and, and a nicer place to be. So I do think that that's one of the leading kind of aesthetically what's driving trends, but there's mm-hmm. many more influences, of course. And I know, and we'll put this in the show notes as well, but on the Hames website, there's so much in, um, information there and colour inspiration and people can look at some beautiful visuals yep. to try and get a sense of how these colours that they may not have necessarily considered for their home could actually work in an interior space. Is that important to be able to communicate those trends? Yeah, I think it's, um, as I was saying, it's more about interpreting them in a way that's livable and also trying to educate or inspire, depending on who you're Mm -hmm. talking to or everybody, how to use it in a way that's relevant and not just, oh, well, someone told me pink's the latest thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And everyone's got a colour bias, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And often, you know, we're dealing with clients and they'll sort of say, oh, no, I don't know, I've got no idea. And then they pull out some absolute Oh, they know what they like and don't like. Like a gorgeous emerald green wallet (laughs) or a yellow wallet or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, there it is. So it's just a matter of getting away from this idea that it's a trend per se, just understanding that there's some colours that are shaping our preferences because we're seeing them and getting used to them, but also understanding the power of using that colour and how you might do it. And I think that's the big thing for us. Our last volume was called Colour Conscience, and it's really mm. using colour with a really targeted sort of purpose for the particular colour and how that might alter the space, not only physically, but also possibly offer something deeper than that so it might elevate the mood that you're in or shift the mood that you're in to be something more positive. That was something I was actually interested in asking you about how colour can affect our mood and how we feel in a space and about a space. What colour should people be looking to if they do want to create a really calm home that like you said when they come home from a really busy week at work they can really just relax into the space and enjoy it. I think for me pastel tones are really offering something a bit more special than just a standard um, neutral these days. Mm -hmm. The beautiful undertones that you can find in there can really offer something so much more sort of serene to be in. Um, They kind of help to alter sort of your physical perception 
perception of the space. So we've got some beautiful, it's a colour called, I think it's light admiratory grey. And, um, oh, I have seen it. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. And I know when we painted that on set, it was actually a colour that we'd drawn from Milan, but it was mm-hmm. when we painted it on set and we walked in, it was just sort of like a big sigh. It was just so, such a calming colour that sort of really, yeah, of. did shift our moods. Um, so it does have an effect, but I think... If you're not a person that likes blue, then that's not going to work for you. No. It's probably going to have the opposite effect. So I think as much as we talk about using colour and that are things that are on trend, it has to have something that's going to innately kind of connect with the person that's there. And it's our job as professionals to find out what it is that's yeah. that's there for a person that's going to connect with Yeah, because they have to, especially if you're working with a client, I mean, they have to love it at mm. the end of the day. It's not necessarily about you projecting your choice onto them. It's about, well, what's going to make them feel like they love their space and, exactly. and everybody's a little yeah. bit different. Everyone's, so. Yeah, everyone is. Yeah, But definitely those pastel tones, I think, um, are really offering something quite special. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily need you to give away all the secrets to the dark yeah, arts of sure. forecasting colours. And I know you've mentioned a little bit about going to Milan, but how else do you actually decide, you know, which colours we're all going to be drawn towards over the next couple of years? You know, being lucky enough to travel is, yeah. is definitely one thing, but then looking at the things that are a bit deeper than that, and it's really just those lifestyle choices that are shaping people's preferences is how we can understand how a colour might be coming into the market or why a material might be coming into the market. And yeah. I think those are the key things that we really tap into. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we've got quite a dark palette um, that we talked about this year, and I see that going forward to, to next year. And it's about sort of mixing materials so not just focusing on on one thing but you know it might be dark colors but it might be a rich wood a warm beautiful brown tone and and yeah. so on and so forth and then incorporating that with ideas about greenery and how you can sort of make that space become something really special yeah. with all of the different layering of textures and color mm-hmm. um, and materials which I think is really key so yeah. we're really looking at lifestyle trends and that one was yeah. really driven about particularly kitchens mm-hmm. and um, how there's sort of a preference for yeah, so that I guess I'm getting it in a roundabout way is, yeah. is that tapping into the, the dark colours, but what they can do, and it's not meaning that it's meant to be a dark space that's quite foreboding, it's meant mm. to be a rich, warm, inviting yeah. space that's sort of quite intimate. People tend to get a bit scared about dark spaces. A dark space can feel quite energising, actually, I think, and, and quite cosy and loving, and not everybody gets that. Absolutely, and I think um, that comes back tapping into that idea about educating people. Just because we're seeing dark colours, we're not saying for everybody to go and paint your room black black. but we're talking about sort of a mood and a tone Mm. layering that up with as I said the textures um, and thinking the approach is one that's going to give you the atmosphere that you want so it's warm it's inviting those sorts of things are really key. I was reading an article recently and I think it was referring more to exterior colours but they were saying how grey as we know it, the cooler greys are sort of on their way out a little bit in favour more of a greyish which I guess is a bit of a buzz term for grey slash beige. Do you think that's true and how do you think Aussies will cope because we um, seem to gravitate towards those cooler greys on as a safe choice for a lot of people? Thank goodness we are going yeah. away from it. It is probably the most unfriendly colour mm. um, to live with and as I said I think we're all looking for things that are comforting and nurturing and that is one of those key lifestyle things that are sort of pointing us in that direction hence that move and um, that was coming through probably two three years ago Mm -hmm. Um, and even whites are going in that direction a little bit too so we're going back to that warmer colour but we're not talking about yellow at all No. and so yeah I do think the (laughs) greyish is definitely a a thing (laughs) and I 
I think it's a great thing. So yeah, there's definitely that move. Just to warm a space up a little bit and make Absolutely. it feel a bit more homey. I yeah, think. just friendlier. I've noticed um, going into different styles of homes just to see different clients, the contemporary new builds especially always tend to go for those really bright, cool whites. People's homes who are older or the homes have more character, they tend to go for the warmer whites or sometimes even a colour. Do you think that different architectural styles lend themselves to different types of palettes? I do actually agree with that. Um, But I, once again, don't think it's particularly formulaic. It's about the orientation of the house. Often the use of the the cooler colours in the more contemporary spaces is they've just got bigger windows and there's lots more light coming in so they can handle it. You're sort of geared by lighting and and Mm -hmm. often that's a big part of that architectural piece you know if you're choosing a a paint color and and in most houses the light changes in the room throughout the day what advice would you give to someone say they're trying to to pick a white and they had a lot of light during the day but they're not there during the day they're there late afternoon into the evening sort of what direction would you give them in terms of keeping their space feeling homey and and comfortable and cozy we would definitely recommend that they try a couple of options Mm -hmm. um, but then we would as I said we sort of know the undertones that are really there and so if we were looking at something are we talking contemporary that's cool let's talk contemporary yeah yeah. Yeah. we do have a couple of colours that are our go-tos probably something like minimalist one which just has sort of a um, brown undertone so it's not cream and it's not grey so it's just slightly in between Mm -hmm. Um, or some of the more sort of earthier colours like dream which is just that it's off grayage, but it's much lighter, which mm-hmm. is a really great colour too. Yeah. Do you get to name any of the colours? Yeah, we do. do? Yeah. yeah. Not all of them, yeah. um, but we had a big revamp in 2013, so we got to name over about 230 wow. brand new colours. I'm always quite jealous of that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. polished colours or paint yeah. colours. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome job. <laughs> it can be harder than you think because you've I'm got to sure be careful you don't, um, I don't know, name a colour that's already been named because it gets confusing for people. Yeah. I like to name them in terms of how I think they might feel, so that colour that I just referenced dream for me it's just a really beautiful color that's sort of just a really lovely color and for Mm -hmm. me when you put it in a space that is kind of floaty yeah floaty I suppose is the word so we named it dream but um then there's another one that's sort of a darker brown which we've called refuge because it sort of Mm -hmm. feels quite cocooning and things like that so trying to emulate what mood it might feel like is the way I name them but other people like to be a bit more fun is it important to give a paint color a name where like you said might be named after minerals or something like that where where customers can envisage that thing in their head to get an idea of what color it's going to be yeah so as I say I go more for the emotive aspect but we do have many of them that are called sort of like the cheetah color that I was talking about it's called straw so we sort of try to emulate kind of an idea of what the colour might look like or feel like. Things like chalk clay, so we were talking about clay and the mm-hmm. different colours of clay and so yeah. we thought that that was quite a chalky looking clay and we named it that way. Yeah. So yeah. Fun times. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a real serious science. <laughs> no. Finally, what advice would you give to any of our listeners who are thinking about doing something adventurous with their walls but they're just not quite sure where to start? Don't chicken out and do it because you'll love it. And it's always the rooms that you push the boundaries in, particularly even for our clients, Mm -hmm. are the rooms that they love the most. So if you're going to default because you're scared, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain because I think using colour in a confident way is something that will... It is really... I know this this sounds so cheesy. Life-changing. It is. I think people do tend to get a bit scared, but then... If you really didn't like it, you can just, just paint, paint it out. It. Yeah, That's my, what people don't get. Absolutely. You, you can change it anytime you like. My go-to story is I had this funny old 
and I can't stand red now. I'm sorry, everyone that loves red. But I think ever since I've had children, I just have an aversion to red. It's too angry. Much, do you think? Too, yeah, too much energy for me. And I had yeah. that in our kitchen. I mixed it myself because I couldn't get quite the right red. Mm-hmm. And um, after I had my first child, I literally had to paint it out. I just couldn't handle it. And it just showed me the effect that colour truly can have. Yeah. So if you get it right, it can be really right. And if you get it wrong, you just paint it out. If you love it, it doesn't really matter what the trend is. That's right because it's what you love and it's going to work for you so whether it's a green yellow or red there's no wrong or right it's just a matter of getting the sort of the right intensity and the right level of it and um, just being confident with it yeah the things that are on trend come and go like it might be green or those kind of more mineral colors but do you find each time they come back into favor this they're slightly different it's sort of a a different take on a green or it's a different take on a mustard or a yellow than we might have had 10 or 12 years ago yeah and even some Sometimes it might actually be the same colour, it's just the context that it's put yes. in. So um, absolutely, they're talking about Art Deco is definitely a thing at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, the colours are probably a little muddier mm-hmm. um, and the contrasts are a little bit more complex. So you wouldn't have found that probably you know, in that time, but now yeah. we're talking about the elements and the way the colours are put together and being mm-hmm. introduced are really interesting. So yeah, I think it's... Like a, a new interpretation. Yeah, a new interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think usually it's better we've <laughs> <laughs> got to roll with it you know got to yeah the absolutely time, yeah, yeah for sure and so what's next what's next for you wendy what, um what well, projects are you working uh, on the project that I'm working on is a personal one. Um, okay. I've got 12 weeks off for long service leave, oh, so amazing. we will be travelling around Australia. So Fantastic. I will be colour hunting um, my, on my own uh-huh. with my family. Um, and then when I get back, there's some big projects. We've got mm-hmm. um, some new colour development that we're working on in the background, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that 12 weeks will help to sort of um, fire you, the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, do you, absolutely. Do you take your paints and stuff with you when you go I will do, or? yeah. I'm yeah. going to have a little kit. I can only take so much because we have a bit of a weight issue in the the caravan yeah. that we're traveling around with but um yeah i'll have a little art kit and, and have some little sessions oh, with amazing. the tr- with I'm the sure kids you're gonna find so much yeah. inspiration absolutely Australia. i'll probably come home with bits of red dirt and all those sorts of things yeah. that you do so yeah. lots more paint yeah <laughs> so it'll be um it'll be great because it is a switch off but i'll also be using it to inform what happens when i get back i think when you have to be creative every day at work you need that time to then um, recharge your own creative batteries absolutely so you can come yeah. back and and really you know give it your all for the next part yeah and it'll yeah. be nice to actually do some painting as well yeah, absolutely yeah. well thanks for chatting with us today um learn a lot more about color and about hames and you thank you I'm really jealous that Wendy gets to name some of the Hames paint colours. Yeah, what a great job. Sounds like a really fun part of her job description. Have you come up with any good ideas for paint colour names? (laughs) I know where you're going with this. Yes, I have, actually. Go on. Our investment property that we bought a few years back now, when we first purchased it, one of the initial big jobs (laughs) that had to be done, and I mean had to be done, was repainting because... The lounge room walls were red. And when I say red, I mean red. And I dubbed that paint colour murder scene red. (laughs) Look, it hasn't taken off. I haven't seen, you know, a company like Hames wanting to take on that suggestion, but I do think it has a place in in the fan deck. I'm not sure there's many places where you actually end up using that. I don't know, perhaps on the set of a movie? Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? But I think we are starting to get uh, a little bit more adventurous with paint colours and I think it's just important to pick something that you love that complements the feeling that you want to create in your room and just have a go. People do tend to get stuck on white and types of white. 
I remember recently you posted on Facebook asking people about whether they'd go for two options, neutrals or colours, and a lot of people tended to sort of err on the side of neutrals because it's safer. But I think deep down people actually do love colour. There's just there's a little bit of trepidation there because it feels a bit risky. But the thing with paint is you can paint over it if you don't like it. Are there any colours that you're really liking at the moment? I'm loving some of the softer greens that are in the Hames range. So the colours like uh, Leek Leaf and Swedish Ivy. Mm. They're just a really soft green, a little a hint of earthiness, and they just make me feel really relaxed and cosy, and that's how I want to feel at home. And they're the sorts of colours that I'm starting to see come through in your work as well, those sort of earthy, relaxed yeah, colours. Yeah, I worked my client brief, but I, I do have my personal preferences that I work in there a little way if I can. All right, in a minute, Lauren's got an Instagram profile that you are going to want to follow for the most interesting new way to plan your weeknight dinners. But first, a quick word about Goodwin Financial Services, who sponsored this episode of the podcast. Now, having the capacity to invest in your home or your next property project really does depend on your own capacity to manage your money properly. We've been working with Goodwin Financial Services for a few years now. They're helping us to plan for our financial future and they can help you too. So if you're looking for someone that you can trust to help achieve your financial goals, we can thoroughly recommend Goodwin Financial Services. Go to their website, which is gfs.com.au and ask for Luke Mansell. Yeah, he looked after us and he'll look after you too. Just note though that this information is general in nature and is not financial advice. You need to consider your own financial situation before making any decisions based on this information. Now, we take great pride in being your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design here on the podcast. And that means that along with interiors, Lauren and I like talking travel, shopping and food from time to time. We do. And today I want to talk to you about a really fun Instagram account that I'm loving at the moment. It's called Every Night of the Week. And it's a cooking uh, Instagram account, which has been set up by stylist Lucy Tweed. So Lucy is a stylist. She does food styling, interiors, events. She also has a family that she's got to cook for every night. And this has really inspired her uh, her new Instagram account every night of the week. Because it's so hard coming up with ideas for what to cook. I mean, we've fallen into the trap before of, you know, rolling back onto the same so old favourites yep. or, you know, calling up Uber Eats to get uh, something delivered instead of being thoughtful and cooking something that's, you know, nutritious and tasty. Now, you can tell looking at this account that Lucy is a stylist because the the pictures are gorgeous, the way she highlights her ingredients and the finished dishes. But more important to me, the post descriptions are hilarious. Um, She's just got a great way with words. She's not too hell bent on measurements and things like that. She'll she'll give you a measurement for stock being like, you know, the can that the tomatoes came in and (laughs) stuff like that. And I think it's just about, you know, cooking with a bit of intuition and and when you're cooking for a family and you don't have much time, I think uh, Lucy's Instagram account is one to check out for sure. And like the name of it, every night of the week, she's posting every day of the week. Yeah, she is, yeah. I often check it out sort of um, mid-afternoon in case I'm looking for a bit of inspo. Well, it's a good one to follow. So it's good if you're busy and you don't have time to faff around with complicated recipes, uh, but you want delicious food. Check out every night of the week, enotw.com.au. And on Instagram? It's every night of the week. Well, that is the show. Thanks to Goodwin Financial Services, our trusted financial advisors that can help you achieve your financial goals. Remember, you can contact Lauren at any time because... 
No, because she's you happy can. To hear from I just you. want to have a chat. <laughs> you can get in touch with us about the podcast if you've got an idea for the show or some feedback on an episode you've heard. You might want to collaborate with Lauren on a product or a project, or if you want to hire her to help you create the perfect home or some great new spaces in your workplace. You can check out my work at Lauren Keenan Home on Instagram, or you can go to my website, which is laurenkeenan.com.au. And once you've had a little look around, feel free to drop me an email. It's lauren at laurenkeenan.com.au. Or you can sign up to her email list at that same website as well. And if you like what you hear here on the podcast, make sure to take a minute to rate the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. It's nice to know what you think, and it helps other like-minded people to find the show as well. So that's a wrap for this series of the podcast. Thanks again to all our wonderful guests and our sponsor, Goodwin Financial Services. And of course, to you for listening. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you again soon on another episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design.